Welcome to the DC Daily Drop, your one-stop shop for today's important news in DC movies, TV, and comics. Here are your hosts, Tom and Zach. Hello and welcome to the DC Daily Drop. I'm Tom. And I'm Zach. So we did went non-spoiler yesterday with Justice League, and today we are going to spoil everything. So if you haven't seen it, I don't know. I don't know why you're listening to this podcast, but don't unless you like spoilers. So we will dive right in. Zach, what do you, where do you want to start here? Uh, I don't know. At the beginning, maybe. We'll just, just talk our way through the movie. I, I think if we had a script, we could just read through it and just do some running commentary. I wish we just had the movie. We could just do like a two-hour-long audio commentary. Well, we could we could do that, but unfortunately, that's usually frowned upon bringing podcast equipment into the theater. So we probably won't that's do true. that. Um, but yeah, I guess we can talk. Let's let's just jump in with characters. I think we both agree that's the best part yeah. of this film. You told me after the film, we talked a little bit. You said you had a favorite character. Still have the same favorite character? I think so. I Okay, so going into this, I, I was almost positive that Flash was going to be my favorite character. And I think he's just slightly edged out by Cyborg, which is very surprising to myself. That's not what I was expecting. And it is still my favorite character, I think. Um, I really liked what they did with him. I really like the dry sense of humor that he has and the the conflict that he had seemed believable to me and i you know i felt bad for him <laughs> um and then just the stuff that they can do with special effects because he is a cool like techno sort of cybernetic being that's the kind of stuff i like a lot and so i really enjoyed that like one of the coolest parts it just seems like a small thing but one of the coolest parts was when wonder woman goes to talk to him and like the lights are turning off because he's around and he can just like turn off the street lights and then he flies away and they all turn back on. I don't know why, but I thought that was really cool. And then just like his body doing things that he's not in control of, like that's gotta be terrifying. And like, you know, trying to shoot Superman because his body senses a, a threat. So yeah, I really, really liked cyborg. He was the character I appreciated. You know, I, I watched it twice. I liked him the first time and then I appreciated the performance much more the second time. Ray Fisher gives a really s- subtle performance, I guess is the best way of saying it. Yeah. And it would be very easy for that character to be over the top. You know, well, look at what you did to me like this. He does it. He handles it really well. I think it's really well balanced. And he, you mentioned his dry sense of humor. I thought that was great. And I, I also looking back, I noticed the subtle, the subtlety um and and they do progress his story really well there was a couple things i had missed and i think they go full circle and one of the best moments in the film is his emotional response when superman says he's happy to be alive and and cyborg (laughs) Cyborg just says me too with kind of a tear in his eye um that's definitely one of the best moments in the film and it really feels you know it feels earned and then of course we get the classic booyah from him as well yeah that was that was great um I guess my one complaint about his arc maybe, and this is something that I'll probably come back to all the all of the characters just because I love them so much and I want to see more setup. It I wish we could have seen just a, a little bit of him before the accident, maybe. Even like just a flashback or something. I think we see like just of like a frame of him playing football on one of the computer screens or something right. is basically all we get. Because like in the trailer we you know, we see him actually running and playing football. And there's like the the thing with the cop car too that I don't think is actually in the film. So there's just some footage that I wish would have made it into the final cut. But again, I'll wait for the cyborg solo film to actually get his his full backstory, maybe. Right. And that's one bummer. He didn't quite get any action 
He was mostly yeah. doing the tech stuff, which he has to do, but I would like to see him using some of that stuff more other than his, his canon. I would like to see a little bit more. And yeah, I, I, I thought they did a cool job introducing all these characters, like I said, and they they made an interesting choice. The, the three rookies are sort of basically where Clark was at the start of Man of Steel. Yeah. And he's out there, he's saving people, but he hasn't really stepped forward. I thought that was a really nice touch. And I would have liked to see Cyborg, what his personality was like before the accident. But other than that, I thought it was, you know, it had everything I wanted. Yeah. So the Flash is your second favorite then? Very close second favorite. I I love Ezra Miller. I love it. Just like you said, the subtlety, the just the facial facial expressions bring so much to the scenes a lot of times like he doesn't have to crack a joke he can just do something with his face that you know is worth a thousand words that shows you what he's thinking in his mind i let's just get it out of the way okay the when superman comes back and he's got like all of these heroes on him and flash is f- running around and superman's eyes are tracking him and then ezra miller's eyes are just getting bigger and bigger as he's running around that was i mean that was amazing that moment might be <laughs> my favorite moment in the history of cinema. Um, that exact moment, Superman holding back three people and just looking over <laughs> at the Flash, knowing he can, he he, he doesn't really have him beat. That was amazing. I, I just love that. And I've like since I've seen the movie, I just catch myself laughing out loud yeah. when I think of that moment in the middle of the day. It's just awesome. Yeah. On the non-spoiler, I said there was things that keep playing through my mind. That's that's the scene that keeps playing in my mind. Yeah, and Ezra just nails it. I mean, yeah. he gets those facial expressions are amazing, perfect humor. Um, he just a great personality, and still gets some heartfelt moments with his dad. Mm-hmm. I thought they did all of that really well. And Flash was my favorite character in the film. Really? Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's so it's so close for me between him and Cyborg. But yeah, like you said, those those serious moments work because I think Ezra Miller is a, a really good actor, and I think it shows because he can handle those serious moments, and you kind of get to that insight into the character that he probably uses humor to try to cover up some of the the crappy stuff in his life, and that you know deep down he actually really does he cares about his dad quite a bit, and that's kind of what's motivating him to do everything that he's doing. Um, but yeah, I like to see those those scenes and I'm excited to see what happens in his solo film too. So they've they set up that he's got a job at the, the crime lab now. That's where he's getting started in Central City. So we'll see what, what happens from there. It's so great how he immediately, first scene with him, you already care about him. Yes. You know, you see him, he's he's struggling through three jobs. Father's in prison for something he didn't do. And he's just, out there also trying to save people you care for him immediately and then you just have fun with him the rest of the way yeah so we we thought originally somewhere back along the line that we we're going to see iris west in, in some form or another in this film but obviously that didn't end up happening did you feel like that was missing or were you okay that it wasn't in this film um i mean she, she probably could have fit in but mm-hmm. i mean i don't know how you know without knowing the scenes i think you know that's probably in a whole nother um conversation whole other podcast talking about what was cut and potential extended scenes and things like that um but yeah i'm really curious what role she would have had uh what about what about wonder woman again just because it's so close to you know her own solo film i think they kind of just even though it's been like a hundred years 
I think it still picked up, especially action-wise, that she is still the same amazing person that she was in her own film, and she's saving people. She is being extremely heroic. That The scene where she is blocking, you know, the guy tries to shoot everybody in a line, and she just runs down and blocks or pushes people out of the way. That was one of my favorite action scenes in a insanely cool action-filled movie. <laughs> yeah, I agree with you there. I don't know what there's to say about Wonder Woman other than she's awesome. And like we set it all for her solo film and it just continues here. And I think Gal gives a great performance, very subtle in a lot of ways. And she a lot of adds a lot of emotion to it. And I thought it was great. They address her a hundred, like, so the past hundred years she was doing stuff. She just never stepped out into the light. I thought that was great. Um, how you address that. She's awesome. Like not really much else to say about it. Yeah. And, we did get to see that interaction with Batman that I think we both wanted where, you know, they kind of were maybe a little bit of odds and talked about, you know, what happened in, in BVS, what happened with, with Superman. And she she wants him to give it up and Bruce doesn't want to give it up. But um, I'm glad that we got to see that. And then also she kind of learns some stuff about leadership from him. So that was cool too. Yeah, it was good to see her step up and become a leader at the end. Uh, yeah. Now on to Aquaman. Man, that underwater stuff is beautiful. I'm so excited to see like extended sections of fighting underwater. There's just so many cool things that they can do. And we got to see Mira, which was really awesome. And she looks super powerful. She's doing some crazy water stuff, you know, holding, hold, kind of holding her own with Steppenwolf, which was impressive. Um, and then we also kind of sort of got an answer about how, what they're going to do maybe with the dialogue. So they like make that bubble so that they can talk underwater and sort of dryness so i wonder if they'll do that all the time with dialogue or we'll have something else i'm not really sure yeah again aquaman great i was worried he might come off a little too over to the top like surfer bro type thing right. but he, he didn't he just had the right balance of being a grumpy guy and also being in sort of including his own sense of fun you know i thought they balanced that very well and having a fun character but still grumpy kind of jerk uh, yeah and, the lasso of truth scene was also great with that. Oh, oh my gosh, that was that was amazing. That might have been when I laughed the hardest. Yeah, this guy, this guy's might be working for the enemy. That, right. was, that was probably the best part of it. Yeah, <laughs> and also, of course, everything the the visuals of underwater, that him headbutting Steppenwolf, just yeah. grab, <laughs> literally grabbing him by the horns. That was all fun. <laughs> I guess, other than one character who's left, is Batman. That is true. Batman is left. So again, we kind of, I, I feel like we've, we sort of pick up where we left off with BVS um, with this character. There's, there's a lot that has changed and he definitely has stepped up into the leadership role. And my, I think my favorite character moment from him is when they're, they're sort of arguing about, uh, about Clark, about Superman. And he says, he's more human than I am. And like talks about how he has a job, how he's tried to fit in and, you know, cause he's such a Batman, Bruce Wayne's such a recluse and kind of shut himself off from the world. And I thought that was a pretty good, powerful moment. And we got to see how he has progressed as, as a person and as a leader. So I, I like that quite a bit. Absolutely. That was, that was a great line and seeing him come back was awesome. And there were some really Batman moments, particularly early in the film, his, him, just his introduction scene was fantastic. Yeah. Uh, showing him drop a, almost drop a criminal just to 
get a parademon and then jumping onto the parademon and flying away for research. That was great. Um, I thought a lot of it, clearly they wanted a lighter, you know, Batman in particular to be lighter. What would you think of his humor? So this is the one part that maybe didn't work for me quite as well that it did with the other characters. I think I was more hoping for Cyborg and Batman to be the more dry humor slash like straight guy. You know what I mean? Who isn't trying to interject humor. And most of the time it worked, I'd say like 75% of the time it worked when Batman would say something funny. But then there was just sometimes like uh, I, something is definitely bleeding that that like almost took me out of the scene and I didn't really like it that much. And there was a couple moments like that with him. Yeah, I have to say I kind of agree with you here. I don't know. I don't know how I would rank the characters one through six. I'd have to think about that more. But I do know <laughs> yeah. number one would be Flash and number six would be Batman. Yeah. Um, he was terrific to start. He had, like some really great moments. But I think I don't know if it was reshoots or, or whatever, but he they swung. This is the character they swung too far on. He um, I'm, I thought I thought maybe the second time I watched it, it wouldn't be as bad. This is this was actually worse the second mm. time I watched it because I noticed a ton of little, um, just like Batman's just smiling at random points like an idiot, yeah. um, when he's not even telling a joke or it's not even anything funny, like just just random like inserting smiles and a lot of his humor doesn't really work, um, or it's okay humor but you know, and, and moderately funny, but it's like, I don't see Batman saying that like, oh, something's definitely bleeding or, uh, you know, oh, he is tall. Oh yeah. Like, yeah. Like that was, that was a bit much for me in the, uh, so two or th- if it was maybe two or three jokes less, it would have been fine, but I think it, it was pushed too far and I, I really didn't like uh, a lot of that. And, um, yeah. And the facial expressions were the opposite of what worked for Ezra Miller, it didn't work in Batman. Yeah, I gotta agree with you. Now, having said that, overall, still good Batman, just slightly, you know, disappointing. You know, he's my least favorite of six characters that I love in this film. So, you know, it's not a bad performance, it was just the most disappointing out of all of them. Yeah. All right, so you wanna talk about Superman? Because Big Spoiler's here. Superman comes back. Yes, he does. <laughs> uh, what did you think about how they returned him? So I think this is this is one of the times where I had something in my mind of how I wanted Superman to return, or maybe more specifically how I didn't want him to return. And basically, they brought him back in the way that I didn't want them to, which was <laughs> the team has some crazy idea, and they're just going to Frankenstein him, basically, and and bring him back because they feel like they need him and i need to watch the film again but at this point in the story i i don't know if it if i had felt enough threat from um steppenwolf and him getting the mother boxes and everything i don't know if i had felt enough threat at this point yet to be like man we really need superman we cannot handle this on our own so i think i need to watch this film again and it'll probably feel a little better but yeah i wasn't super thrilled with the way that they brought him back but as soon as he was back and then he's going a little crazy and he's fighting people and then we get that amazing scene and everything after that, I was I was pretty pleased with. But it was just the how he came back, I think. I have to agree with you there. I didn't want the team to bring him back either, but I can overlook that. That's one of the parts of the story that felt most rushed. Like 
oh, we've got a mother box. And Bruce is like, right. well, we don't know anything about it. Let's try to bring Superman back. Yeah. Um, I, it kind of felt like I thought they would do their very best to fight to the end. And then Superman, you know, without Superman using him as inspiration, instead they felt like, well, we really need him. Um, that was a slight disappointment, but not bad. And it also, that return scene, um, him taking on all of the league and I can just, def- and he can, he takes on all of them. I could normally wonder woman would be able to, to fight him pretty evenly, but yeah. I can say, uh, she wasn't trying to hurt him. And he also got a little bit of a jump start from the mother box. Yep. And so that was, um, that was okay. And so he could take on three of them at once while keeping up with the flash. That was so awesome. So oh my awesome. gosh. <laughs> so there, we talked about all the other characters and maybe some of the things worked and didn't work. I think for me, for Superman, he also suffered not quite as much as Batman, but suffered from Batman is there's just a couple moments where I think they turned the humor dial, humor dial a little bit too far for the situation that they were in. But at the same point, he just came back from the dead and I think he's feeling pretty high on life right now, which is understandable. I kind of feel the exact same way. He, I can justify it saying, well, he's, he's back from the dead, happy to get into it. But there was some, you know, he was, he was smiling basically the whole time. And, yeah. and I like the quiet confidence of Superman and he has some smart remarks and that for the most part is good, but there's some, there's some that felt a bit too much. Um, personally, I think there is, they could have pulled that back a little bit, but it was cool to see him in action and yeah, come back and, and yeah, I mean that, that whole scene first scene was worth it you know all the way through do you bleed that was great (laughs) oh my gosh (laughs) yeah and uh, uh, the last thing i'll say about the way that they brought him back even though i didn't want the team to brought it back it did set up something i really wanted to see that i I talked about before is that that kind of conversation between batman and wonder woman where they they talk about and kind of work through the events that happened at the end of bbs and that, that was something i wanted and that probably wouldn't have been possible if you know superman had just come back some other way on his own and really a good emotional scene, right. which continues through Batman mentioning Steve Trevor, which is a very Batman thing to do. Yeah. Um, <laughs> manipulating someone's personal information to try to get them to do what you want. That's very Batman. Yep. So I guess villain wise, what did you think of Steppenwolf and his merry band of parademons? <laughs> um, I loved the look. I think he looked fantastic. Uh, they did a really good job on his his scary looking face and he has the horned helmet and he's got the ax and everything. And he is very tall, but not ridiculously. So at least for me, I didn't think he was. So I think he looks very menacing. Um, The fight scene that he has on Themyscira was amazing. That, that was a really, really cool action sequence in the film. Um, But overall for me, this is one of the times that it just to me it felt a little bit rushed like he him getting the two boxes the two first mother boxes to me seemed like it happened a little too fast and i i don't know i just it for me i didn't have the time for that threat to really build up and that's what i mentioned before about it didn't feel like they really needed superman because i hadn't i hadn't felt that threat level really get super high yet the themiscara action scene might have been the best in the film yeah and you could say superman taking on the league was you know, one those are the two best to me. Lannis was pretty good too, but it was briefer. Um, I thought the the general look of Steppenwolf was awesome. I thought that was great. I didn't want all gray, 
Steppenwolf, but it pulled off and it looked good. He looked intimidating, the axe and everything. I will say his face was left something to be desired. It looked a little rubbery. Um, I would and I would have just preferred using Kieran Hines' face. I don't know yeah. why you couldn't have done that. And um, I thought that would have looked better. Like I don't question the vast majority of Zack Snyder's visual design choices, but the the face of Steppenwolf was one of the disappointments. And other than that, as a whole, I thought Steppenwolf started out pretty strong. The Themyscira scene, uh, he had some other good individual moments. Uh, why does everyone keep telling me they have families? Yeah. That in particular. But overall, he just kind of, the, the threat, he got weaker, it seemed like, as the, right. the movie went on. And when Superman showed up, he didn't really seem like a threat, which was kind of a disappointment. Yeah, it was more just like Superman is back and just kind of getting back into his groove and warming up and just like, ah, oh, this guy's not that hard to take care of. You guys do whatever you need to do. I'll just punch him a couple times. Right. Yeah. And they, that's kind of what they, it felt like. They even like pull Superman away because he hears civilians at one point just to give Steppenwolf like a chance to, to actually be a threat, which yeah, that was a little disappointing. That was another awesome moment of Superman though. Like, Oh my I'll gosh. Take the, yeah. I'll take the ones on the right. Barry's all excited. He gets a truck, <laughs> a truck full of four people and Superman just flies a whole building away. I love that quiet confidence from Superman oh, yeah. when he does stuff like that. That's awesome. Yeah. I think the Superman and flash interactions were maybe some of my favorite like character to character interactions. Right now, any any thoughts on the parademons? Are they just kind of there? They're kind of there. They're they're cannon fodder. Batman doesn't have any trouble fighting them, so they never really to me they never really seemed like that much of a threat. That the one thing for me though that was a little frustrating is you see so many of them coming out of that like smokestack, and then at least for me, I never really felt that sense of like there's just a giant swarm of them all the time so there's just a ton of them flying around doing nothing or just kind of waiting their turn it seemed like and so yeah they never really seemed like that huge of a threat the, during the initial tunnel fight though batman did struggle quite a bit mm-hmm. uh with them he was getting thrown around a little bit until he got out the uh the nightcrawler there so i know one of the things we were looking forward to was the history lesson did yes. that live up to your expectations it was again i wish i wish it were longer that's but that happens with everything um it came at a, I thought it was going to be like closer to the beginning of the film. So obviously the only watching the film once, I don't have a good sense of how far actually we're into it. Maybe we're like a half hour or something. Um, but it came a little later in the film than I was going to, I thought it was, but that didn't really affect anything. Um, but I think the music w- was definitely, they were sort of sampling Lord of the Rings music and it had a very Lord of the Rings feel. feel and that's, I think that's what they were going for. They, they said they were, and it was a very cool epic looking battle and there's somebody who has a ring that is green and that was pretty cool to see <laughs> pretty cool little cameo we also get zeus and i i saw someone mention that in the credits their aries was listed as well so it looks huh. like everybody was working up to team up on the original steppenwolf i thought that was pretty cool yeah i thought that scene was a little that was one of the scenes that was a little bit rushed but it was cool what they did show but the thing is again like talking about steppenwolf's threat level like seeing that that early in the film you you think wow this guy is so powerful and he's going to be a huge threat and like you said he almost seems weaker at the end of the film than he did then yeah and especially when the kryptonian does show up um now so i guess overall thoughts on the story yeah it we talked a little bit in the non-spoiler about how this was kind of a i guess i'd call it a safe story they didn't really 
go for any crazy out there ideas that you hadn't thought of. I think you could basically have guessed the whole structure and story of this film and probably get it just about right. Um, which is okay and understandable. I think, I don't think they wanted to do, try to do a big crazy twist or anything like that. And so it wasn't the most interesting story, but again, I, I went to this film to see these characters that I love and to see the interactions between them. And this story lent itself very well to that. And so I was happy. Yeah, it was a a simple story and a simple story can be fine if it's executed well. And I thought it was executed. Okay. Yeah. For the most part. Um, I thought there were some problems. Something I didn't even connect on is why is why really is Steppenwolf attacking now? Because we, I thought it was the the Kryptonian was gone, but he was gone for thousands of. There was no Kryptonian for thousands of years before that. Why didn't he invade in the meantime? Right. And it took me the second viewing to pick up on like. I think the main point of the story it was sort of hidden is that the death of Superman led to the darkness being on Earth and. So basically everybody had a case of the Mondays and it made it for a good time for Steppenwolf to invade because they no longer thought they could win without their protector. I didn't really catch up on that, but that sort of shows why the people, you know, the the homeless man, uh, the group of terrorists that Wonder Woman fights, I thought that action scene had nothing to connect with it, but it it all does. It's just, it's very subtle and you don't really catch up onto it. So stuff feels out of place, but it, it does connect a little bit better, but they didn't quite, they didn't quite connect that all and make it flow as well into a solid story. Yeah. And that has, I think that has been a, maybe a criticism of, of Zack Snyder a couple times that some people want more explanation or exposition about why these scenes go together. But it is kind of nice to go back and to figure out, oh, this is how these, these different things connect. And so I'm hoping the next time I view it, now that I know that I'll, I'll be looking out for that. Right. And honest i I just don't think it does connect very well um yeah you know i mean i think it's all there you have to you have to really think about it and force it together and that's why um yeah i mean it's it's tougher on the first viewing you miss some of those things and but overall i thought the story like i said i thought the runtime was good i thought batman looking for superman trying to save superman that seemed rushed that came out of nowhere yeah a few other few other things came out of nowhere but all overall i like the pace and everything so speaking of kind of Zack Snyder and uh, Joss Whedon, we talked a little bit about noticing some of the times that they did reshoots or maybe some change in tone or anything. Now that we can we can talk about more details, I think we both noticed more just the technical aspect of the reshoots than kind of like the, the story aspects. And so it was, for me, it was unfortunate that they opened the film with a very, to me, very obviously digitally retouched face of kind of close up of Henry Cavill getting rid of that mustache. The mouth just looked a little uncanny, a little weird to me, which was unfortunate, but it's not a big deal and it didn't take me out of the film. I just kind of made a mental note of like, oh, yep, that's a that was when they kind of had to reshoot with the with the mustache. And I don't think there's anything egregious there. No. Yeah. But there are there are quite a few little things there. And one of the things like I aimed not to look at Ben Affleck's face. <laughs> Uh, the first yeah. time around because I thought that would be a dead giveaway um, because his face changed through principal photography and through on reshoots. So I just, I just tried not to look at that. Um, but yeah, there are, uh, it just, the most jarring for me was the brunch mention when it cuts from yeah. Barry Allen cuts clearly new footage 
where he's got a different haircut. His face looks skinnier, rambles on about brunch, which was really funny in a good addition to the film, I would say. But then it cuts back to him asking if he can keep the battering. I think it was. So it cut back in, in that several times it cut back and forth between original footage reshot and then original. And it was noticeable, I would say. Yeah. Which is like we said, it's unfortunate. It, it was never to the point where it took me out of the film and I couldn't like follow the story or anything. And there wasn't ever a point where I was thinking about that more than I was thinking about the characters of the story. But yeah, it just, it is unfortunate that you kind of notice that stuff. And there was, there was one with Aquaman where, where he's in the water and the new stuff you can tell he's like in front of a green screen of mountains instead of the, the real mountains. So, but you know, those things happen. Um, and, and that's something that's different for everyone. How much of it they notice, if any, a lot of people won't notice anything. Right. I, I heard someone who has, has no idea what reshoots are, has no idea that Henry Cavill ever had a mustache. And they said, yeah. what, what was wrong with his face? Did they right. like, <laughs> do something to his face at some points? Um, and I think looking at it, it's, you never know. Cause I know when he returned his return scene fighting the league, his face looked weird, but I think that was just because he was talking differently, trying to talk kind of evil. Right. And so I don't know if he was altered there or not. And, and, um, but yeah, there are a handful of things in the post credit scene their mid credit scene. He's got his costume looks different with the lighting. You can really see like the, the muscle stuff and things like that. And it, it doesn't look as good. And, is that because they did the reshoots this summer and just only had so much time to to edit it? Probably. And, you know, you could say, well, delay it and fix it. They already spent almost $300 million on the film. Right. At some point, you've got you've to put it out there. So, yep. um, yeah, it's, it's disappointing, but there's a lot of little things bad about that. But nothing, not one thing is horrible, I would say. No. And, like... Just as a, a like a case study, that mid credit scene, if it was a reshoot, if it was shot later, I loved that scene and I'm glad that they put it in. It was great to see that the race between Flash and Superman. That was amazing. That's like who doesn't want to see that? Yeah, it was a fun little addition and they had good good play back and forth between the two characters, like you said. Yeah. Well, anything else about the actual bulk of the story? What'd you think about the score? I it was one of those Normally, I don't notice the score until the second film unless or the second viewing unless it's bad and I didn't really notice it this time. So that means it's not bad. It it did its job. It it just kind of brought you into the film and added another like emotional layer, I think. So there was nothing spectacular that stood out really, but there was nothing bad that stood out either. I thought it fit the film. And yeah. the first time, like kind of like with you, I didn't notice it the first time. The second time I noticed a couple cool little parts of it. Um particularly Barry when he was running sideways in the tunnel fight. Mm -hmm. uh, the music played there when it went to slow motion. That was really fitting and fun. And I really liked that. So I think it was good. Um, yeah, I thought, I thought it fit the film and it was good. Yeah. What about the very post credit scene? This was amazing. <laughs> I, <laughs> oh my gosh. So we, we both made predictions about what was going to be in the post credit scene. And I thought it was going to be Aquaman and setting up the Aquaman film because that was the next film. And that is not what we got. So I I had totally forgot about the storyboard that Zack Snyder shared where it's Deathstroke kind of breaking Lex Luthor out of Arkham. 
And that's basically what we got in a little in a little section. So we didn't actually get to see him break out, but you know, he's on this like crazy yacht, and whatnot. I don't know. You saw the film. I don't need to describe the whole thing to you, but um yeah, <laughs> I really, really like this. And speaking of score, they bring back that music from BVS, the like Lex is a crazy person, crazy violin, whatever music that's going on. And that kind of puts chills down my spine because um I'm excited to see what they do with this. <laughs> yeah, that was um that was a really cool scene uh yeah yeah not, not much else to say about it it i wonder if you know well i guess we can talk about this later but there was if there was more setup you know if there was more lex in the film sprinkled yeah. throughout and then that was the payoff or maybe that was originally the ending of the film or uh i don't know everything behind the scenes with this film would be fascinating a fascinating book read yeah i have to say um just how it came to be and how it changes and everything but just looking at the scene really cool i mean you know we got to see financially when or if if or when we will get a justice league 2 but hypothetically going what do you think about going towards legion of doom or slash injustice league or whatever they call it that is definitely something that i would be interested in watching as soon as i humanly possible yeah that is i think that's a, a great way to to do it um, if that's what they want to do for the next threat. Um, but yeah, like you said, we'll see how soon or if that's going to get made, but, um, yeah, I would be, I'd be down for it. Yeah. And I would love that because, you know, I think we've, we've mentioned that before and I think that would be something that's different. That's something we haven't seen before looking at, at this film, take the concept of the heroes coming together out of it. It's not terribly unlike man of steel. It's, it's, a similar yep. story you know an alien coming in trying to turn the world into their home world it's it's not unlike that and i thought it was better executed story-wise in man of steel yeah and so it, i want to see dark side but let's maybe save him for later on down the road and stay away from alien invasions and have a team versus team movie that would be pretty awesome uh we'll see what they're doing because they could hypothetically set this up you know if you have a black manta and a Aquaman film and then he shows up and Deathstroke in his own film or in something else. Uh, I think there's a lot of cool, cool options to do this and uh, a lot of good ways to handle it. And I would much prefer that for a justice league Two than another alien invasion. Yeah, me too. And you know, we didn't get to see the solo films of all the heroes before we saw them team up in justice league, but we could see all of those villains in their respective solo hero films before we see the the team up of the villains which would be kind of a cool way to do it yeah i agree with you there so i mean last thoughts on justice league don't ask me to rank it right now i need to watch <laughs> it a few more times um but man i you know we've been waiting forever to see these characters on the big screen together interacting with each other and you know we wanted superman to come back and he came back and it did everything that it needed to do. Maybe it didn't wow me as much as I wish it could have. I obviously could have been a better film, but overall just so much fun. And I love seeing these characters. Yeah. Some of the flaws are, are definitely there and everything, but overall a blast. Some of the best individual moments in any DC film, some of the best character moments and character building in any DC film done efficiently and fun in a two hour way. Uh, yeah. Lots of love in this film yep well that is all we have for today remember please send us in your thoughts your reviews and we will talk about them later on the show 
Thanks for listening, and make sure to check out DC Daily Drop on Twitter, Facebook, and dcdailydrop.com. Drop by tomorrow for more DC news.